Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider. This is episode 11. Welcome back to another week. I hope you are keeping well and safe and that you are smashing through all of your podcast goals. My name's Gary. I'm your host. I'm the head of design here at Captivate, where each week I take you behind the scenes and chat to a member of our team to find out what they're working on, some stuff that Captivate has launched or has announced, and some cool little bits around our culture and tips on on using Captivate, etc. We recently hosted our first live stream feature reveal event. It was called Upfront. It was about an hour long and our MD, Mark, hosted that and did a great job, as always, of breaking down these new features and giving you some actionable points on how you can use them within your own workflow. And two of the features that we did uh, announce was the episode idea creator and our research links. And the two are very closely related together. And I wanted to grab Mark this week bring him on the show and just dive into that a little bit more uh, sort of half and half really half of it sort of holistically looking at the sort of podcasting workflow in general not just within captivate but some mindsets on how you approach planning for your episode based on what type of format you have and the benefits mainly of of properly planning and getting that stuff and laying that foundation so that your delivery and your content is as good as it can be and then the other the other side of it was using Captivate specifically on how you can do that. And more importantly, how you can save yourself buckets of time in your workflow and how you can join the various dots. You'll hear us speak about that a lot within the episode, but also in general on Captivate Insider. Uh, Mark's a a very big fan of that, about connecting the dots within Captivate. And it's a very very cool concept once you start to to get your head around that. So we speak about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, and finish up with with some recommendations on how you can get started if you're a new podcaster. So here's that chat with Mark. Enjoy. Hello, Mr. Mark Asworth. Thank you for joining me once again for Captivate Insiders. Episode 11, dude. We're in double figures now. How are you, sir? I know you're like rocking and rolling with this show, aren't you? Keeping the foot down. Um, I'm good. Thanks, man. How are you? Doing all right? I'm very well. Thank you. Yeah, I love that we're in double figures. Now it's one of those weird things with podcasts. You don't realize you just sail past. Soon it'll be episode 25 and then 50 and 100 and yeah, you just sail past it. It's important to recognise those little milestones, I think, for any podcast that you have to celebrate those little things. So it's only a teeny tiny one. It's only 11 episodes, but I've loved every minute of doing these episodes. It's so good to uh, to dive into people's uh, very intelligent brains that we have here at Capsule. We've got a wonderful team. So yeah, it's good to do that. So how's uh, podcasting life? All good? Yeah, it's good. Thanks, mate. Um, just kind of working on some bits of content and just obviously working on bits through Captivate, which is, which is always fun. So no, it's good. It's good. It's, um, I don't know. Like the podcasting world just gets weirder year by year, week by week, doesn't it? Um, so it's, yeah, I'm just sat there looking, I'm in looking mode at the minute okay. and you know, at what's going on, surveying the landscape, you know? Yeah. I read you. It's a bit of a weird time, especially coming out of COVID and the whole pandemic thing, because I imagine that, in normal times, you'd have been on a plane, what, four or five times over the last year? Probably more yeah, than that. Yeah, I'd have been in uh, LA now, mate, actually. Sam and I would have been, uh, in fact, we were reflecting on this three days ago. We had, uh, on the 12th of March, it was um, the day that the WHO declared a pandemic two years ago, and we were in San Diego for, we'd done a huge trip. We did Podcast Movement Ever up in LA, we did social media marketing world, TNC, we did Podfest out in Orlando. And that's, that was normal to us. We were there for like two and a half months, three months. And, uh, yeah, we were in this Walmart and got this declaration of pandemic and then the planes stopping flying into the UK and we were like, oh dear, 
Um, so we ended up getting this credit on this Airbnb and uh, we had to use the credit by three days ago this, you know, this week. They gave us two years to do it. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was weird. So I was, t- and I was talking to Dan at Podcast Movement the other day because he gave me, I'm, I'm not going to say it just in case he's not announced it yet, but he gave me the, the inside scoop on where Evolutions is next year. Um, and, 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 and all I'll say is um, that we are all going because we will all want to go. It's not in LA. Um, but we'll all want to go. Definitely. Oh, cool. So take from yeah. that what you will. But it's, uh, yeah, we would have already, we would have been there. And obviously with, with little daughter, my little daughter been born last week and, and the week before, like we've, I've just got back from paternity and we would have been in, in evolutions in LA this week and next week for that. So it's, it's sort of weird because you, like we built our business and we built everything, built our brands on, on like a lot of travel, man. You know, Jared, uh, easily used to just joke with me that I, I may as well just live in the US because I was there that often for podcasting. In the last two years, I've not been. And like, what's weird is like nothing suffered. You know, we've still built Captivate and done well with it and, and been able to serve people from a distance. So yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, but I am looking forward to getting back to it. And I think what the weirdest thing about all of this is, dude, is that you, the Captivate team, none of you, apart from maybe Sam, has any experience of traveling with us to the conferences when they were such a huge part of the first six years of Kieran and I in podcasting and then the last two or three years, um, it hasn't been. So like you, you've never been to PM, you've never been to PodFest, you've never been to Rain Summit, you've never been to uh, any of the sounds, uh, sound education events that we do, Youpreneur Summit, the podcast show in London, never been to any of those things. Um, so imagine like, you know, getting you, me, Sam, Danny, Pierre, um, you know, all the rest of them, they don't remember, Ben, the rest of them um but you know as all together that to, to kieran and i that's weird because that's normal to you guys it's like you've never done it with captivate so it's very weird and fascinating time dude it is yeah and it's a it's a big part as well i think of of this side of the podcasting industry so for all of our users and podcasts and content creators producers and so on i imagine there's a few events that you could roll to and and uh, and get great benefit from that but for from us from the business side of, of things, it's uh, it's crucial because uh, yeah, not going to go too deep on that. But I would say yeah, I think you agree that most successful businesses are built built on relationships, right? And you know how you how you forge your your relationships within that industry. So yeah, it's going to be cool times, dude, to get back out on the road and and chat all of the cool stuff. You know, all of these things that we do currently on a YouTube live stream or on a Zoom call or you know just as email comms or anything like that it would be lovely to actually talk about that stuff to other industry peeps and whatnot so yeah it would be good yeah, to, uh, I think to get back out yeah i agree man sorry to jump in but i just to like one big thing that a lot of people miss with this especially when they see things online and you know you get grumbly old og hosting companies having a little whine about stuff and and you know then you get other people that are really aggressive with the marketing and buy everything up and you know whatever you know different strokes for different folks that's all good but I think the thing that people don't always see when they're in like the podcast movement group or they're at PodFest or whatever, and that, you know, they're in, in the online and they, they hear me sort of saying, you know, I'm, I'm pretty outspoken. I have a bit of bants with, with people and I'm not shy of, you know, saying things as I see it. And, and, um, I think what a lot of people don't get cause, cause the podcasting has grown a lot in the last two years since live events, um, is just that, you know, that camaraderie with all the hosting companies, you know, my, genuine favorite part apart from the user meetups my genuine favorite part is actually just the 2am all the hosting companies sat together having a laugh and people don't people don't realize that we are all pretty good friends and when there's an og podcaster having a wine in person 
you know, you'll get someone like me or someone someone from from one of the other hosting companies that's a bit bit more like me, just giving them a little clip around the ear and saying, "What are you talking about? Stop being a stop being a goon." <laughs> you know, do you want another drink? And 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 it's such a it comes across so different online because everyone's like, you know, do this, do that. But in person, everyone genuinely is pretty good friends. You know, everyone is really quite close. Um, and a lot of people don't see that. And I think for the team, for our team as well, they don't necessarily see that because they've just not been around it. But, you know, people that you wouldn't think would be, you know, very approachable, but that have not necessarily got the brands online to be approachable. You just, you know, you're going up and you're sort of fist pumping and like, all right, dude, how's it going? You know, what do you think of this move? And it, it's a genuine relationship. So getting back to that is, I think it's important. I think you guys, the team will be very surprised by it. Yes. Now I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. For this week, for this episode, let's bring it back to current times. I'm talking to uh, our MD, Mark Asquith, around research and planning effectiveness. So this is in line with our recent announcement that we made at the Upfront live event we did on YouTube, which went down awesome, as always. Loads of viewers, loads of good feedback. And the 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 main feature, which there's kind of two really that go hand in hand, is our episode planning tool and our research links. And I'm going to dive into some workflow stuff with you and your thoughts around how you effectively do this stuff, uh, not just um, from a sort of you know holistic wider view, but also some tips around uh, you know using Captivate our platform to achieve that stuff. So regardless of your port your podcast format, uh, we all need to do some kind of research, I guess. Uh, whether it's just two minutes to check names and references, or if you have a script based podcast and so on, or if you spend an hour going through like we perhaps do with our Spark of Rebellion Star Wars podcast, where we go through a bunch of you know loads of time uh, throughout the week. Uh, currently anyway uh, fishing out links you know looking at stories that we want to talk about so uh, for the benefit of the listener who up to this point may be I don't know quote unquote winging it I guess with that stuff what are the benefits of of doing that stuff properly for your podcast episodes um I think it's really uh, about the quality of content like as a, as a uh, an example of this you know I, I, I did an episode of my show the accelerator a while ago um, just saying why I'd gone to like a more scripted format. And and I'm a, I'm a pretty loquacious guy. Like I can talk, I could get up on stage now and do a talk at podcast movement and it would be a good talk. And that's, that's just from experience. I've got enough to talk about and you know, I've, I've got enough experience in business, in podcasting, in life to be able to do something that would, would help people that have less experience. But would it be the best? Well, no, you know, I'm not going to turn up to Harvard or to do a TEDx or to an event like, um, you know, to anything, you know, whatever without preparing for it. And I think that's the difference is that, you know, you, you, you think about podcasting a few years ago and how that was, there wasn't that many podcasts about certain things. And so they could, they could just be all right because it was better than nothing. Now there's podcasts about everything and that's not to say everything's been covered or that everything's been covered well, but it's certainly easier to get content around the things that you're interested in than it used to be. And, and, and people then have the choice. So I think if you want to be, if you want to stand the test of time, you have to focus on getting better. And you've the only way, you know, really that you can really genuinely show that you're getting better is to care about scripting the content. Um, and if not scripting it, researching it and planning it and structuring it and making sure that you've done the very best that you can because it will come across 
in the content. You know, if it's, there used to be a lot of formulaic shows out there, you know, John Didio Fire, and it was an all right show. He did really well with it. It was, you know, no one was doing it at the time. It was a decent enough show. And then everyone ripped it off. And he, you know, he, he did this, look, I'll do seven days a week and I'll batch it up. And the only way to really do that is to, is to, to, to have a formula. And that was all right. But even he changed it. You know, he, he had to stop doing it because he couldn't keep it up. And frankly, he had to make the content better. So, you know, even people that have succeeded as podcasters have realized that they've got to do more planning. They've got to go deeper. They've got to be better. Um, and that's where research and planning comes in. That's where structure comes in. That's where creating narrative. That's where learning the art of storytelling comes in a little bit more. And, and knowing the difference between going through a list of items and telling a story with those items as touch points, you know, and there is a big difference with that. There is, for sure. Yeah, and one of the major benefits that that I find when I'm going through my, uh, when I'm adding research to one of my podcasts and the thing that's, that's really helps me is I don't get caught in that trap when I'm recording of that head scratch moment where I have to stop and, you know, we're guilty of it a couple of times in our podcast, but you get to that point where you're talking about something and you're like, oh, what was that person called? What yeah. was that website from? What was that episode? And you stop and sometimes we've done it a couple of times where we actually stop and Google that's like, ah, oh, it's that thing. So for me, it really gets me out of that that trap of head scratching while I'm recording, which is, you know, if it's a fairly loose podcast and you're not really bothered about listenership, then, you know, that could come across as uh, cool, quote unquote, I guess, in a way. But, you know, really, you know, you, you should have everything nailed down. So, um, so you've already schooled yourself and you refresh yourself and all the details and so on. Um, is that what fueled the, the the sort of mini feature within this, which is the host recording notes? So you can have all of that stuff presented to you while you're recording and, you know, it backs up all of the research that you've done so you, you don't have any slip-ups. Yeah, Captivate it, it has an intent of connecting dots, you know, and, 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 and one of the dots is, of course, the ability to, you know, grab all your information that you need for a show and you're going to record an episode and do it on... X, Y, and Z, but you need a way to, we've found, and I found in particular when I was sort of thinking this, I mean, I've wanted to do research links and planning. I am not kidding, man. Since 2014, 2013, you know, when we started with two shots, I was like, why is this so difficult? Why should I be using other tools to do it? Um, and we've talked about that before, you know, the, the evolution of Captivate through the the years and, and, and having to structure the releases to get us to a point where like I now believe Captivate is sort of 85% what I want it to be. I think there's still a lot more we could do, but it's it's now a damn useful tool. Um, and, and and those little details, that thoughtfulness, you know, Matthew Passy from Cause Pods and is a, is a good friend of mine from, from the MapCon days and the podcast movement days. Um, he always says that Captivate is the most thoughtful podcast hosting platform. And, and, and those host notes, so where you where Captivate will bring together all your research, it will bring together all your notations, all of your links, it will bring together all your guests and their bios and their social links and all of the recording elements and everything that you want to record into one sort of crib sheet for your episode. That is that extra. I always go on about this with the team. It's the extra 5% that turns something from good to great. It's the last turn of the screw to really tighten things and we always do it i know we've we've had team members in the past that are like you know you can't work like this sprints don't work like this you you know you scope it and then that's it it's done and you know we don't change it at the last minute and we captivate does not work like that and these host notes were a great thing you know the crib sheets were a great example of that because we got right to the end and we sort of said well 
there is another dot that we're missing, which is how do I use this thing to record an episode? Let's add something that we can export as a PDF, we can give to guests and so on and so forth. So that was like the last quarter turn of the Bolt to really turn it into not a good feature, but a great feature, a standout feature. And the reason that that's so important is that you you can see when someone isn't prepared, you know, and you can see when someone is padding and is filling and, and that doesn't give you great content. So always being prepared and there is a talent in riffing around stuff and giving yourself thinking time. We've, you know, we see politicians do it all day long, but having a tool that will give you what you need when you need it, because you've done the prep work, it's up to Captivate to make the next bit easy. That's what this sort of, this crib sheet is, if you like, and that's why it's so important. And I, it's so useful, man. Oh, like, holy crap. We'll use it for Spark Rebellion, like the second it's released, without a doubt, instantly. Absolutely. It's another one of those tools where, selfishly, for our own podcasts, as soon as that launch goes out, <laughs> within seconds, like you say, we'll be on top of that because... Uh, yeah, I think that's why a lot of features, when you mentioned some of the feedback around Captivate being a thoughtful mm. uh, host and so on, I think that's probably why we get very good feedback consistently. You know, it's not some of the, with some companies, not just podcast hosting, but with some companies, sometimes it's a bit hit and miss. You know, you get a feature that lands and it's a game changer. Other times you'll get a feature and it's like, I don't know, probably won't use that, but thanks anyway. With Captivate, it's another one. It's just an, it's, uh, another little checkbox, right? So, yeah. um And and you're right, it does link everything together. So um, because everything's so closely linked, and going back to just our this, this feature for a second, research and planning, um, and you've mentioned it does form the basis. It's like a solid foundation for your workflow and your episodes and your content. And um, in terms of planning, then, so it's, the research stuff is great. So... Uh, for the listener, when Captivate does launch, you'll be able to add your research links in a couple of ways. You can do it in the dashboard manually. You can pop your link in. We'll go and fetch your title for you. You can add your notes. It's all great. And we've also got a Chrome extension as well. You'll be able to, um, out in the wild, grab a link, send it to Captivate, thumbs up, all good. Nice and easy. With planning, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that you can approach that. So it could be like the spark of an idea that you've had in the shower. You just want to get it down quick. Or some podcasters might treat it as a proper, this is pretty much an episode, you know, and I'm just going to queue these up within my planning. And then I'm just going to, you know, as we roll over week by week, I'll convert it to an episode, add a few bits. And yeah, job done. So how do you plan your episodes then on something like Podcast Accelerator? Because I know that you did change this recently. You used to batch mm -hmm. them up, but now you do them a bit more um you know closer to release time so how do you go about planning your stuff at the moment so i um i do a couple of things with that one so the first one is i'll always um i'll, I'll always have an idea like you said you know i'll be walking around or i'll be in the shower or i'll be doing whatever and i'll have an idea and i'll fire up my phone and i'll write it down somewhere which is why captivate's idea capture is really really useful and i'll just stick a quick you know just be a quick line a quick sentence down about it. Um, and then I let them sort of mount up a little bit. And then what I do is I'll go out and, and I, I tend to write the pitch for it, which turns out usually to be like a two sentence. And that's normally the thing that becomes my summary of my episode. It's the thing that goes at the top of the emails. It's the thing that goes in the, um, in some of the descriptions in probably the meta description for the SEO side of things. And that's like the, the, 
the elevator pitch for the episode. And then what I'll tend to do with that one, I mean, it's a little bit different with the accelerator because I don't generally link out to things very often. I don't really need to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do, um, it's not like Spark Rebellion or, or an interview show where, where I'm, I'm, I'm pulling things in from externally. This is a very much me sort of developing the content. So I'll then sit down and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll plan out a, usually like a story sequence of the episode. So say if I've got five episodes planned, I'll say, well, look, how, what's the overarching five episode story that I'm sort of going through here? It might be, you know, let's start with Twitter and how to get engagement there and then how to get guests to share your episode. So it, it sort of follows the thread of engagement, for example, with that. Um, and I'll sit down and I'll write each summary and then I'll tighten up the title for each. So I'll take the title and I'll, I'll turn it into a blog-esque title, you know, something that's there to generate click-throughs and so on and really tighten it up and, 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 and really go through that process. Get them to the point where the summaries are done and where the notes are done and I know what I'm talking about and, and I bullet out sort of the structure or the things that I want to cover. Then when it comes to creating the episode, I actually do this either the day before or on the day of release. I do them so it's very fresh. I will, I write it first in my email platform. So I write the story out and I write the content and now I will then record that content as my podcast. And then, you know, there, there are, you know, I get a bit flowery with it and I go in different places with the audio than I do on the written stuff. Um, generally as thoughts crop up, but that's my sort of script. I, I sort of come back to that, you know, all the time. That's my sort of true north for the episode. And they usually turn out about 30 minute episodes. Um, I mean, that's, it's, it's a bit nuts actually, because it's, they're somewhere usually between two, two and a half thousand and four thousand word emails, um, which, you know, after 10 weeks is a book, <laughs> a good sized book. So it's, it's a lot, you know, it doesn't take me long. I'm, I'm pretty quick at writing. Um, it doesn't take me long. So it's, it's, that's the flow for it. And then the only other thing that I do is I do two things that I sometimes do batch. Um, I do my, I do my tweets. So in my email, I do like a tweet of the week, something that's caught people's attention or something that I've spoken about. And I'll embed that in my email and talk a little bit about it. So sometimes I'll batch them up. I'll, you know, cause you know, there might be 10 tweets this week that have took off and I want to talk about them over the next 10 weeks on the email. So I'll sort of maybe batch those up a little bit. Rarely that I do that. The thing that I'm more likely to batch is I've got a recommended podcasting tool of the week. So this week it was like Captivate's Ad Painter tool. And that is a, that's a segment of my podcast that's got music underneath it. And that's dynamically inserted using Amy. That's a mid-roll, uh, in-content mid-roll ad on uh, using Amy on Captivate. So I will, more often than not, well, I'll always record that separately, but sometimes I will batch that because it's the same template in Audition. It's got the same music. I can write things up pretty quickly. I can get an image for it. I can upload it to Captivate, link an attribution link to it. I can put the dynamic text content in there for the show notes builder, get that done. And I'll sometimes do, you know, okay, Thursday morning, let's do 10 of them, you know? So that that's where I'll batch it out, but that's all right. Cause that's a little bit different. Um, so that's generally the process, dude. It's, uh, it is, it's a bit longer than it used to be, but I think the content's better. You know, I think it's getting a bit deeper. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Anyone that's not checked out Mark's podcast accelerator show go and do that today yeah now the thing i like about that is that you do actionable stuff it's not a wishy-washy how do you get more how do you get more downloads and listens go and do more it's not that stuff <laughs> is it it's uh, 
it's actionable, proper, decent stuff. So yeah, that's interesting because um, yeah, I, I was I'm an iron about doing that for this show. Should I batch it? Should I do six weeks worth of shows up front? But then I thought, mm, it, by the time you're six weeks ahead, it's you know, it's stuff a bit irrelevant to the features that we've just announced. You know, things like that. So I normally do the week of for this particular show. I normally do the week of, or at most I'll do the following week. So I'm going to re-record with Pierre this week. And that's going to be out next week, mm. but that's as far as I'll go. Um, okay, interesting, dude. And then for just to, a very quick follow-on on that one, um, as is the case with most elements of a podcast, you don't have to stick to that defined workflow. That's the beauty of having tools like Captivate. You can try something, do it for a while, see if it works, mm-hmm. use another tool, that kind of thing. So if somebody wants to follow your advice in that previous answer then, and they follow that workflow... Um, what are the what are the signs that they need to change that? What are the signs that they think actually this is not working, either from their point of view or their listeners' point of view, to tweak and, and change that? Well, I think a lot of people, you know, produce content to pat themselves on the back. Look at me, I've got an episode out this week. Like, oh good, well done. Is it any good? Well, it's an episode that's out. Um <clears throat> and I think that comes from some of the entrepreneurial BS and some of the guru BS that that people teach. You know, batch stuff up, have a formula. Build a template. You know, I'm not talking like an audition template. I'm talking like a show template. And like I said, that was all right back in the day, but it's crap, isn't it? And so there's, 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 I don't see any point in doing that because you don't create good, co- like imagine George R.R. Martin, you know, who wrote Game of Thrones or, or, or like Charles Saul or, or any of the Star Wars people templated the stories. You'd be like, oh, this is crap. And I know there's the, you know, in that example, there's the Joseph Campbell, you know, the, the, the kind of hero process you know which is very very common and we see that in movies every single day and and in books and so on but they weave around that they twist and turn and and so on and i think you've got to get a little bit like that with your podcast because what's i see no point in putting something out a great example is like is like hardcore history you know dan puts in a lot of work to hardcore history and if it comes out once every two months it's better than it coming out every week and being average because when it comes out oh my god it's brilliant and i i i think the, the telltales that I tend to see are that people get bored with it. Oh God, it's a last minute. I've got to get an episode out. Right. Well, just don't put one out and tell people, you know, do one next week. I've done that a thousand times. Guess what? People don't care. They're like, no sweat, dude. See you next week. And the other side of it as well is when, when, when listeners don't feed back, you know, I, I'd rather have negative feedback because at least you made someone go, God, oh, come on, man. I'd rather have that than total apathy, you know? You want to you want to you do want to divide a little bit. You want to get a reaction, you want to emote, you want to get people thinking. Um because if you don't, you know, you don't matter to anyone. You become grey, you blend into the background. That apathy is the worst thing that can happen to a content creator. Um so look out for that. People aren't engaging no matter what you do. Because they're not bothered. It's not good content, it's formulaic or it's just not good enough. Um so I think, yeah, when it feels like it's a bit of a job for you, the creator, or you're a bit bored of it, and also when just users that don't seem to be noticing it, when listeners just don't seem to be th- bothered, you know, you've got to get them thinking. You've got to, you've got to trigger them a little bit with something, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I think Dan's uh, Twitter summary is something like, yeah, I know this episode is late. <laughs> Or I know the show's yeah. late or something like that. But that's worth that's it, like, like you said, you know. Yeah. A lot of his Twitter stream. And then people like that. You know, I do it all the time. I'll I'll very quickly record a bonus episode saying, look, running a bit behind, no episode this week. Stick it out as a bonus with an expiration date on it and captivate of a week later. And people are like, 
no sweat. And I think we worry about that. Podcasters are like, got to get one out though. Mm-hmm. Got to get one out. And it's not about that. It's about communicating. You know, if you're not going to get one out, that's cool. But just tell people, like, don't disappear. Record a one minute piece of audio and just tell them. People are fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, defo. Yeah, defo. Yeah. Look after the uh, the listeners you've got. Don't chase it. I think that people just, it almost becomes a, like a bit of a cup of tea or coffee caffeine moment for them for podcasters because they put an episode out and they know they get the spike in the downloads and mm-hmm. it's like whew, got my numbers in for this week right i'm good you know so yeah, we're going to a, yeah we can go to a whole nother episode on that dude so yeah last question for you mate uh i spoke about our uh, this with our uh, developer pierre actually a couple of weeks mm. ago around nailing basics and stuff and now that we've got these uh, new features launching soon we're captivate and yeah, our listener will know by now. We've got such uh, a huge roadmap. We're always working on stuff. So we've got much more in 2022. But with these new features, we've now got a solid, like you said, 85%, you know, amazing tool for, for podcasters. Um, and I spoke to Pierre about nailing the basics. From your point of view then, what are the sort of three or four main things that if somebody's listening today thought, actually, that podcast was awesome. I'm now going to make the jump and jump into Captivate. What are those things I absolutely have to get done from day one? Well, I'd, I'd go on the content side and not worry too much about Captivate for the first one. You know, develop a concept and a, a, or make sure your show concept that you have and the schedule that you have for it allows enough time for it to be very good quality. You know, so if you want to, if you are totally strict on one a week, putting an episode out per week, but the quality is not great, take it from an hour to 30 minutes or 30 minutes to 15 minutes. You know, think about how you can make the quality the best hit. You know, it's better to have one big, strong, hard hit that's great than it is to just, you know, keep jabbing and just to not really give too much good stuff. So think think like that. That's the first thing to consider. And then, you know, look look, look at how Captivate can make your life easier. You know, we talked about it last time I was on, about set your show notes templates up with this new research tool and, and, and the planning tool. Like, you genuinely don't have to write your show notes anymore. You do, you know, you build your templates up, your show notes, build the templates. And then as you're going through your natural planning process anyway, if you're mindful of your process, at the end of it, your show notes will be constructed for you out of everything else that you've done. And it's that stuff that your show notes will be uh, constructed out of will be stuff that you had to do anyway, like you would have done it to get your episode out. So do that well and it saves you time. It's the the prep, it's the structure, you know, it's it's putting your foundations in and then later on you don't have to worry. It's that getting your clothes ready on, on a night and then waking up on a morning and thinking, this is great, I've got five minutes spare. You know, it's that sort of scenario. Um, so I would do that. That would be the second thing that I'd suggest is sort of, you know, spend some time setting Captivate up a little bit um, just so that you are getting your clothes ready on a night. You know, you're not you're not waking up early in the morning thinking, oh dear, I've got a lot to do, you know, which is the, the analogy I use. Um, I think the third thing just regarding nailing the basics is just, just make sure that you're, like the way that you're developing your show and the way you're putting your show together and the way that you're sort of promoting your show and writing your show notes um, and, and and even planning the content and titling your episodes, make sure it serves the purpose of what you want it to achieve. And, and, and an example of this is if you're a, you know, if you're a business podcasting, you're trying to generate revenue for yourself, is an interview show going to be the best sort of thing to do? And is titling your episodes in such a fluffy way going to be the best thing that attracts people to? Maybe you want a harder-edged solo show to put you in the position of expertise and to drag yourself 
uh, up to that status. And, and if, if you're a narrative show or a news show, design, design and think about what you are saying and what you are doing and then translate that to all your marketing through Captivate, you know, through your single promotional link, your, even your labels on your attribution links, the way that you use dynamic content, you know, what do you use that for? So think about how you're designing the show to hit the goals. And I know that's that's only tenuously linked to Captivate, but if you only, if you use Captivate to just get you through your processing, then you're not using it to its full ability. You've got to know what you're doing and why, and then make the best of the tools. Solid, indeed. Solid as always. Yeah. And the big takeaway, um, I'm guilty of some of those things as well. Me but the too. Big takeaway <laughs> is, uh, the big takeaway is... Um, uh, make yourself familiar, I would say, with Captivate's dynamic nature of content. Mm. Just make yourself familiar with all your attribution links and Amy stuff, short codes, because as we, we will mention this probably forever, and we have done already, but um, Captivate's, you know, one of its main things is to connect all the dots together. So just make yourself familiar with all of those things and you'll be uh, saving buckets of time before you know it on your mm. workflow. So that's going to wrap it, dude. We'll stick a pin in there for uh, talking about research and planning. It's been just fascinating as always, buddy. I know we get to talk uh, very regularly because we do work together, but to have these moments just to dig into your brain and uh, and and get your feelings on this stuff uh, is very, very cool. So uh, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Thank you for taking the time, man. It's awesome. Cheers. No, it's good, man. This is the job. This is what I do. So no, it's always a pleasure and uh, always good to chat. And we'll be back, I'm sure, with some of the bits and bobs. Yeah, I'm liking the show, dude. I enjoy listening. I, I say it every time I come on. I enjoy listening to it. I learn more. Um, like, it's weird because you, sp you speak to people about projects, but you, you don't often get their opinions about other things around the industry because there's no forum to generally do that. And there's no, you know, I know it sounds a bit crass, this, but there's generally not always a need to do that. Um, so it's nice to get people's other opinions as well. So, yeah, loving it, man. Good, good. Yeah, agree, dude. Uh, okay, um, I'm sure I'll have you on again soon. So once again, thank you very much, dude. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. I love chatting to our team members on this show. I really do. Mark made a very good point towards the end of our chat there where sometimes as you're working through features and within Captivate, as you guys know now, if you've listened to Captivate Insider for a while, we move very quickly at Captivate. It's, you know, our roadmap is very busy and we like to keep our foot on the gas and make sure that we're innovating and pushing features out regularly. And so while that's all great, it doesn't give us a lot of time to sort of kick back a little bit and just talk about podcasting in general. I mean, we do do that, obviously. It feeds into, you know, the, the, the features and stuff, and it's all that grab bag of tricks where we take our own needs as podcasters, we take the needs of our users, we research... The, the industry and so on. It's really nice just to take a back seat sometimes, you know, take yourself out of the busy schedule and just talk about things like how you approach planning for podcasting and how you think about your um, research links and how they feed into your delivery and making sure that you're, you're clued up within your episodes and whatnot and just, yeah, being out at podcast events and traveling and meeting people and stuff. It's all great. I love talking about all of that stuff. So thank you very much to Mark for taking the time out of his day to come and chat to me. It was very, very cool. And if you're not using Captivate to power your podcast, you can do that with a seven-day free trial. It's over at Captivate.fm. Kick the tire, see what you think. Everything is open to you. It's not locked behind any kind of limited uh, feature set or anything. You get everything available to you. So if you've been thinking about starting your podcast and you just want to give Captivate a go, you can do that 
or if you host your podcast somewhere else, that's all good. But if you just want a bit of a change and see what Captivate is about, it's very quick and simple to bring your current podcast into Captivate. And again, you have everything available to you. So go and have a play, get it all set up, and you're, I'm sure you'll be impressed and, uh, and want to use Captivate. So Captivate.fm, seven-day free trial. Go and do that. Please remember to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your preferred podcast app. We put a new episode out every single Wednesday and we'd love to have you come back and listen to what our team is up to and Captivate in general. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy wherever you are. Keep smashing those podcast goals and happy podcasting.